Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Our finals is set. Suns and the Bucks, And, of course, the storylines are about those who have not won a championship yet. Normally we have these matchups where you're talking about these, you know, the, the super teams and their stars who have multiple rings, who have this dynasty going, even if it's just for themselves. We've had this run where we had the Heat every year. We had the Warriors, it felt like, every year. It just felt like LeBron was always in the finals. Now we've got something fresh, something different, and it certainly isn't expected. And now we're looking at who is going to be the one that leads their team to a championship, wins their first ring. Would it be Chris Paul uh, for the Suns, or would it be Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Bucks? Now, Giannis, again, there's no word, Monica, on whether or not he's going to even be available for game one. You know, that need, I'm just shocked that it, there's no ligament damage. It was like, ugly. Like, like the, right? It was ugly. And he's a big, big dude. Like, oh, God. Just to see, when, when you saw that happen, that was one of those, like, oh, this, like to think that mm-hmm. he was just going to walk off and then still had that potential to be available for his team. Shocking. But what, at what percentage, you know, we'll figure out. But Giannis not being available to the Bucks did not stop the Bucks. Chris Middleton was able to carry this team. Drew Holiday stepped up as well. Brooke Lopez stepped up as well, and it became sort of that, I think you mentioned it, like the true, oh, Jay also talked about this earlier, the true team kind of winning to get to the finals. It took those, those games, those two games, without Giannis, for the team to come together, the supporting cast to come together and get the job done. Now, I know no Trey Young for the Hawks compromised what Atlanta had, but still, now you, you reach a point now, Monica, where you get these kind of takes, like, our good friend Charles Barkley, <laughs> who said this on TNT. Anytime somebody begins a sentence with, I hate to say this. Dun, dun, dun. Pause. He said, I think the best thing that happened to the Milwaukee Bucks was Giannis getting hurt because they have unleashed Drew Holiday, the aggressive Drew Holiday. I think he's going to be fantastic in the finals against Chris Paul. If Giannis is 85 to 90%, I'm going to go with Milwaukee. The best thing that happened to the Bucks was Giannis getting hurt. I kind of understand what he's saying there, but can you translate? <laughs> uh, the best thing that happened to the Bucks was Giannis getting hurt. All right, the translation is by default, and Tim Legler said this last week on the show for us, um, because Giannis garners so much attention, give Giannis the ball. Put Giannis in position to be successful. Now, for whatever reason, I think individually in Giannis's game, there is room to improve his decision-making and understanding the advantage that he has in terms of matchups, right? But with Giannis off the floor, Drew Holiday is bringing the ball up at the one position, naturally. Go figure. He's attacking the paint. Chris Middleton's on the wing. You've got Brooke Lopez, who decided to occupy the paint and be beast in game, what was that, five? Um, There is a more natural, classic feel to this team Mm -hmm. when Giannis is off the floor. More than anything, I think you saw the confidence of the rest of this unit in terms of knowing that they can show up and get it done in a big-time moment, and particularly that confidence in Middleton and Holiday. So is this team better without Giannis? No, when you talk about the length of a season or the task ahead in terms of winning an NBA championship. In these last two games, did you get to see glimpses of guys that you don't, particularly Holiday and Lopez, that you don't typically see because of the way Giannis demands the basketball? Yeah, and so I understand what – Charles Barkley meant, but I am actually very curious because think to what happened to Phoenix as well. Chris Paul missed those first two games. Chris Paul comes back. Not only was Chris Paul trying to find his own rhythm, it sort of slowed down what we all kind of identified as Phoenix's strength 
against the Clippers in terms of getting up and down the floor. I don't know if there's a little bit of a monkey wrench to work through when Giannis gets back on the floor. One, in terms of his stamina and getting found, back to found it. Who yeah. they could be. And now, yeah. like, it looks different when Giannis is on the floor. Well, Flat think about out. it. Brooke Lopez can't sit in the paint and be a post-up Absolute center hope. with Giannis because you got to the, – the paint needs to be open for him to operate. He's at his best when he is obviously going downhill mm-hmm. and has the paint – you spread the floor so it pulls everybody out, and he can. He's so difficult to guard one-on-one because he's one dribble, one step away from getting to the rim at every moment, anywhere on the floor, inside the arc. 100%. So, and then so you that's look at Holiday, too. changed. Right? Like, Holiday, when Giannis is on the floor, you see Holiday attacking more when he gets out in transition. The What turned out to be, what, the game-winning basket-ish in one of those games in the series, when he gets this rebound and he attacks and is able to finish. Yeah. Giannis on the floor, the lanes are just not the same. I'm not, listen, I by no means is this team better without Giannis in the big picture. But I think there is room for more. But they're not terrible without him. Like, like that's the thing. They're not without, better. Without, well, they're not better off without him. But they're not worse with, off without if, him. Isn't that fair Trey, to say? Can they win the championship no, are, if he's not? I don't think if so. he's not healthy. No, they can't beat so. the Suns. I don't think they beat the Suns without Giannis being healthy. Vegas agrees I don't, with you. I think that Giannis on the floor is still about to be tricky. The Suns, to me, over every team that we've got, there's only two teams left for Laxman. There you go. Duh. But over every team that we saw through the playoffs, <laughs> period, continuity, confidence. Did you you talk about a team that looked like world beaters without their star? Two games? Roll the Clippers? Cameron Payne Are just had me? himself. Yeah. He had yeah. Himself, well, while, so, while Chris Paul was out with COVID, right. I, listen, I, I will say this. If Trey doesn't get hurt and the Bucks are missing Giannis, I think that the results of this series look different. If Trey Young stays healthy, if Trey doesn't miss, you the think beat. the Hawks could could have come could have Without won that Giannis? series? Yeah, yeah. He and then when he tried to play in game six, you could just see he, he just, didn't. I mean, have, between his stamina, the foot, the whole bit, he yeah, wasn't. he had no push off at mm-hmm. all, and it, mm-hmm. it just his game was completely different. There's no doubt about that. I, I you know, Chris Paul. By the way, I, I also found this interesting. Remember, for Chris Paul, it's never been about him not coming up big in the clutch. It's usually been he got hurt. You know, remember the hamstring, obviously, that, that, mm-hmm. that got him mm-hmm. against the, the Rockets, and he mm-hmm. did all he could to stay healthy. He just couldn't get yeah. himself healthy, right? That's one that always stands out in your mind, him constantly grabbing the hamstring. In this playoff so far, it's not like he's been injury-free. Remember the shoulder nerve injury that he had, right, early on? Mm-hmm. He was dealing with that for a while. That kept hurting him. It was, uh, it was against the Lakers when he went down pretty hard. He and LeBron got tangled up, and he went down pretty hard on that shoulder. Um, then he got COVID. I mean, in the middle of the playoffs, you get COVID. Womp. Right? Like, and he gets, now he's got to go through the, the quarantine. So, right in the middle of the playoffs, like, we almost forgot, right? As you mentioned, now it was fortunate that some of that time he spent out was in the break between series. But then he, he just revealed that he was playing in, this, in the conference finals with a torn ligament in his shooting hand. Again, you're a shooter. What would a torn ligament do to affect your shooting? And this is a guy that still got 30, right, in, in, in clinching games. So to have that, now that's healing up, but he's still dealing with that. So he's been banged up. Giannis, obviously not 100%. This series is going to not come down to those two. No. I mean, this series is not coming down to what Chris Paul does or what Giannis does. I'm telling you. This series is going to come down to a a guy we're not talking about. Hold on. Let me think. Do I agree with you? I don't know, Han. You think 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 it's still going to come down to – Chris Paul Paul won the conference. He won the conference finals with huge plays in the the – the, obviously, the two clinching games, the, the main games, the last two games, he went off. But I don't know if in the NBA Finals we're going to watch a series where it's going to be dominated by one or the other. 
I think it's going to be an unsung hero that's going to win it for their team. Who's unsung? Booker or Middleton? You consider them unsung? Who, I don't who think it's going to be either about? one of those. I'm telling you, I think there's going to be a matchup that we're not talking about. Are we, are we teasing this for tomorrow? Or I, think we, I think we should probably wait till tomorrow. Okay, great. Um, I just want to set you up on that. I think that matchup is going to be important. But I don't know. If, I don't know that for all that we are talking about in terms of Chris Paul getting to this moment, if he's not going to have a big part of the puzzle in terms of how this thing goes down. Even if it's not scoring. If he averages 11 assists, like, set the whole thing up. You also mentioned something about how this has been all injury-riddled playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And it's amazing how much we've learned about the Bucks without Giannis. Yeah. We've learned about the Suns without Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. The short time they had is that you saw guys start to emerge. Maybe that's, again, his impact on that team. They started to believe. We learned about – I know you don't think it's an injury. I think it's an injury. Ben Boy, Simmons, you get out of here, huh? Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Oh, get out of here. He had a mental injury. Uh. Like, you, like you, we're learning about teams, and that's when now you go into an offseason, you say, we need to get better. I'm yes. telling you, later on, later on I'm going to talk to you about player, players who need a fresh start, and there's also teams that need a fresh start from these players. So, I, I mean, and, and you know Ben Simmons is going to be on that list. We're going to talk of about course. that later on. But I feel like that's something that can't be denied. You learn about your team when injuries and in the playoffs even more and we've learned a lot about these teams and these teams in the finals had to deal with it me, too and we just, learned about we, them we gotta go to break let me just drop this nugget sports are a microcosm of life you learn about yourself in adversity teams learn about themselves through injury the more you know <laughs> this is Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17 coming up next so you heard this said by Drew Holiday that Chris Middleton is the heart of the team Giannis is the soul of the team so is Giannis just the soul of the Bucks. We'll discuss that next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and of course, on the ESPN app. The Western Conference Finals are done. There's the horn. For the first time in 28 years. First time since 1974. The Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks, are going to the NBA Finals. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I'm Jay Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt. And joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, Jen Latta from ESPN Milwaukee, co-host of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Jen Latta. I do that all the time, Jen, and I apologize. <laughs> I just, I think of a song, and I just go with that. Good morning, Jen. Good morning. You mean for, for my last name? Yeah. Is it, if you like pina coladas? <laughs> Wow, I wasn't going to go there, but I like that too. And now I'm really going to—I'm going to always now go that way. <laughs> but anyway, I, all right. Now it's a second. I want to ask you though, before we get into all things Milwaukee, is just in general because you are a sports person. I ha- I'm having this issue with teams and like when your team, you know, loses to the eventual champion. Are you supposed to feel good about that, or more frustrated that maybe you could have won the championship? But there's also this. So. Tampa Bay tonight, the Lightning tonight can win the Stanley Cup in a sweep in, in Montreal. And as you know, we can't cross the border, so it's only the teams that can go. No fans, no family, no nothing can go to Montreal to see this and maybe celebrate a championship tonight. And the mayor of Tampa decided a good idea would be for the Lightning to let the Canadians win. Like, it's okay. 
and then come home and really celebrate in Tampa by winning game five. I hate everything about that. I, I never like politicians getting involved in sports. Hate that stuff. It's kind of corny. But this is one of those takes where you're like, no, you never do something like this. You absolutely win. You never mess with the sports gods by doing something like that, despite the fact that it would be more fun to win in your own building. Your thoughts? I couldn't agree with you more. And, and you took the words right out of my mouth. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, somebody needs to set up a Jobu like shrine <laughs> in their locker because you never mess with the sports gods. Okay, and that to me is like spitting in the face of the sports gods and saying we're so good and nothing could possibly happen that would derail us and we can just win. It's easy to win. It is hard to win. And so you never sit there and say, "Okay, well, let's decide. Let's dictate the future. Let's decide we're going to win in a certain place. You take every win if you can get it. And that means you get it wherever you can get it. Um. So well said. You don't tempt fate on these things. What is wrong with y'all? I, I just don't understand why a mayor or any politician would ever like say anything like that. You stick to your job, no. sir. Yes. Or ma'am, in this case. Or ma'am. It's ma'am. Right. Yeah. You, we, no, we're not doing this. No. Um, okay, is, are you done with morning therapy with Jen, or can we go I to just need, look, it's a, Well, it's also that. Uh, Jen, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I like for me, again, the, the Islanders lost to the Lightning in seven games. They lost one nothing in game seven. And now the Lightning are about to sweep for a championship. And I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel. Am I supposed to feel good <laughs> that my team Jim, please help him. You know, got that close and maybe could have won a championship? Or should I feel terrible that, man, two goals and maybe that's us? Well, listen, I think Monica is absolutely correct. If we're going to continue this, you got to lay down. you got to be on <laughs> exactly. the couch. On, i got to get my glasses on. <laughs> i got to get a notebook. Sit across from you, right. Sopranos type style, oh, wow. and I'm going to be charging you two fifty an hour. There it is. Okay, so if we're going to do this, then is. we need to actually do this. And I'm going to need to invoice you for this therapy session. Of course, it's got to come down to the invoice part, right? You had me go. You had me going at the Sopranos scene, and then after that, you lost me. All right, let's get into regular sports Please. and Milwaukee stuff as well. Um, Charles Barkley had an interesting take about how maybe it was a good thing for the Bucks to play without Giannis. Do you understand what he – like, do you get that or do you completely disagree? I do get it. And I think I, I've been saying this, for, you know, since Giannis went out with the knee injury and, of course, the roller coaster that Milwaukee fans have been on since you found out Trey Young was out and then the Bucks came out flat and then they found, you know, a rhythm coming out of, of halftime and Giannis gets hurt and then there's no structural damage. I mean, it's just like whiplash here as you're being whipped around from highs to lows here on this ride. But it is good that they realize – or were reminded that they can play at an elite level without this once-in-a-generational type player. And I know that Giannis has his flaws and he has his warts, but bottom line, he is, he is a talent in this league. So to have him out and then these guys be reminded that, in fact, they are elite players, that they, you know, this is almost like the sum of the parts, right? The mm. sum of these parts is, is great. They're really talented and really good, and they showed that in the last two games. My girlfriend made such an interesting analogy as we were watching the game the other night at the Deer District, and I have to steal it from her because I felt it was so relevant. She says, the Bucks are like my, my, me and my husband when my husband is out of town, okay? When my husband is home, if one of the kids yells for us, I kind of wait a moment and see if my husband is going to tend to it, right? Because we're both there. So either one of us could do it. And she goes, and sometimes he will and sometimes he won't. But when my husband's out of town for work, I have to do everything. So there's no hesitation. When the kid shouts, I don't wait for a moment to see if my husband is going to step in. 
She said, and that's what it seems like the Bucks are doing when Giannis isn't there. You're not waiting to run the offense through him. You're not getting into the dunker spot. You're not doing the you know, drop defense when you're on defense. You're not doing some of the things that you only do when Giannis is on the floor. And it felt like they were playing without thinking, without that hesitation of, Got to get the ball to Giannis. Where's Giannis? You know, we got to make sure we run the mm-hmm. offense through Giannis. And I thought it was such an interesting analogy, and it makes a lot of sense. They're not better without Giannis, but they are different. And I think that they've shown that they can still be an elite team, potentially the best in the league this year, even if he's on the sideline cheering them on. That's a tremendous analogy. The best tremendous. analogy ever. And then shout out to women because I don't know that you knuckleheads would have come up never with would, that. I never would have. No. <laughs> no, no I, I will admit, though, there's times where with, with my, my wife and I where I'll pretend I didn't hear the kids <laughs> yelling. Uh, all right. So given that analogy, though, uh, Lada, there is everything's running so smooth and we agree this team is not better flat out with Giannis, but it, it begs the question, at what point do you want to see him return potentially straight off to start the series or maybe we get a feel for what Phoenix is doing? Any thoughts there? Yeah, I think you take a feel. I think you don't, you know, this again goes back to the basketball gods. You don't sit in the face of the basketball gods and say, we got to run him out there. We got to put him out there. I am sure Giannis being as competitive as he is wants to be on the floor, you know? So there's a part of me that believes that there are doctors and people on the medical team that are kind of keeping him from going out there, right? Because he probably has convinced himself that it's not as bad as it is. But as long as the medical team says that he should be on the sideline, I think if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you definitely ride that train because the team is doing so well without him. Now, if you get to a point where, Suns has got your number and it's just not working, what you've been doing hasn't been working, then yeah, you've got this in case of emergency break glass option, which happens to be the two-time MVP defensive player of the year. Yes, not 100%, but maybe 70%, 60%, something along those lines, which certainly could give you a boost. But we've seen players go out there and play and not be 100%, right? James Harden in these playoffs, mm-hmm. even Trey Young, I would argue, in these playoffs, Bogdan Bogdanovich in these playoffs, to get, you know, when they were playing the Hawks and as good as they can be they definitely can be a liability on the floor as well so that's that risk reward thing that you just have to balance if in fact the team isn't able to get it done with him on the bench. Jen Latta joining us ESPN Milwaukee on the Goodyear hotline so when it comes to the Giannis conversation that that we have had when we've had you on before and what he means to Milwaukee this like to win a championship now for him He's had, again, his, his trophy case is full. I mean, no, the only thing missing is the Larry O'Brien, of course. If the Bucks win this championship and he's not 100%, and I don't think he's going to be with that injury, he's going to do whatever he can to play, of course. But does, is there any significance to his legacy in Milwaukee and all this stuff? Like, is he playing for his legacy right now because of, of despite the injury, he did finally get this team to the finals? Not even a little bit. And that goes back to, you know, the the luxury of a superstar choosing to stay in this town. And I don't know that you've seen that a ton elsewhere. But, like, remember, this, it wasn't that long ago Yadis had the opportunity with the Supermax to go elsewhere. And it was all that will he or won't he, and he chose to stay in Milwaukee. Injuries happen. Nobody is going to hold the injury against him. From a legacy standpoint, there will be recognition of all of the things he has done to get the team in this position. You know, I was thinking yesterday of the people who would be celebrating this win from afar and John Hammond, 
you know, who's the GM of the Magic, mm-hmm. who drafted Giannis back in 2013 with the 15th overall pick. And people were like, I'm sorry, who? How do you say his last name? How many syllables <laughs> right. are there? And he was like, you know, a buck 70 soaking wet at the time. And I have no idea if he was really a buck 70. It just sounds like a very low number for a seven footer. So I'm throwing it out there. Actually, I'm really bad at weight when it comes to men, guys. So we should definitely let everyone <laughs> oh know. Oh, my that. God. Like, me, I, too. <laughs> me, too. How are you? How I is totally good at weight when it comes to guessing? I, well, weight? I insulted my coworker one day where I was like, what do you <laughs> oh, weigh? No. Like 320? Oh, my like, God. <laughs> always just, it's like anybody, always just guess lower. <laughs> I know, but I'm, again, I'm really Unless he's really skinny, then saying, you want to guess like, higher. You don't want to offend anybody. Um, all right. So anyway, the Go point ahead. is, again, again, he drafted him at that point. People were like, well, you know, what? Who is this kid? And now, again, the journey that Giannis has been on in Milwaukee, I've told you guys stories before about him sending his money yeah. back to Greece for his family, so much so that he didn't have enough money to get a ride to the, the, the practice facility. So he was running to the gym one day. Milwaukee fans saw him doing it and gave him a ride. I mean, those type of things have cemented his legacy in Milwaukee beyond getting a getting Larry O'Brien this year. Interesting. Yeah, how much he means certainly to them. We also know, and we can't let you go without talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, of course. We know how much Aaron Rodgers means to that market as well. By the way, getting back to that conversation, how about the Packers? I mean, the Bucks go on to win the Super Bowl. The, the, the Chiefs' offensive line is compromised. If you're the Packers, you're not looking at the going, if Aaron Rodgers gets one more down instead of kicking a field goal, maybe that's us winning a Super Bowl. No? Am I crazy? I mean, I'm crazy. But <laughs> you, you can see I'm obsessed with this, by the way, right? Like, I don't know how to feel. Can I how you, did you, you know, feel you know, as a Packers fan? I'm totally obsessed with it's it. A, it's incredible, though, Alan. We haven't talked about the Packers in earnest in weeks. And, like, there's still the Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. That's still looming. That's still hanging over everybody's head. You know, he's going to play in the match this week. He had the deadline on Friday that he could opt out for, quote-unquote, COVID reasons, and we've barely touched on it. So that just goes to show, like, how much this Buck situation has been such a welcome distraction from the drama that is happening in the NFL. Even Mark Murphy decided not to mention him in his monthly <laughs> column this time around, right? Remember a month ago? He's like, oh, the best thing to do is to keep things, you know, quiet in-house. Meanwhile, let me write about it. <laughs> so even he's not talking about it. But let, let's also talk about though somebody that is actually on the roster, and that's Devontae Adams. Is there anything to the thought with him becoming a, a free agent uh, that Derek Carr is already trying to lure him over to Vegas? I mean, my antenna went up early in the offseason when they didn't extend Devontae Adams. as They were searching for money because they were cap-strapped, and they didn't just go to Devontae and extend him. Then I was like, wait a minute, something is up here, right? They're putting voidable years on like the fourth string tight end, but they're not extending Devontae Adams. And that's when we were like, well, maybe Devontae is digging his heels and maybe Devontae is saying, hey, I'm tied to Aaron Rodgers here. You tell me what's happening under center before I decide where I'm going to put down roots, where I'm going to, you know, make my career for the next four years or so. So I think this is a leverage thing. I think it's just reminding the Packers that like, like uh, there are other people interested in me. You know, it's like telling your significant other, oh, you know that one guy that I dated that one time? He called me out of the blue. It was so strange. But we had a great conversation, and I forgot how much fun we had. Your significant other would be like, what? Yeah. But I think there's a little bit of that going on here as well. You know, you're kind of trying to strategize, and, and I think that that's what's playing here. I expect Devonta Adams to be in a Packers uniform, but again, he may be saying, let me know what's happening with our quarterback. Let me know who's going to be throwing me the ball before I decide where to put my roots down. It's always good to let them know. I got options. Jen, the, uh, the mental health session is now over. <laughs> and the I do appreciate you putting up with me this morning. <laughs>
<laughs> you guys are great. Talk to you again soon. Jen Louder. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> I was actually thinking Lottie Dottie, but all right. It's been Milwaukee <laughs> on the Goodyear Hotline. So let's continue on this Aaron Rodgers conversation because I want to know, again, I want to know how you feel as fans. I, I just The fan thing to me is the most important part of it when we're in the offseason as we are. How would you feel as a fan if your quarterback did what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now with Green Bay? We'll discuss that after SportsCenter. Now he's going to inbound it. Holiday holds. There's the horn. First time since 1974. The Milwaukee Bucks are going to the NBA Finals. They'll face the Phoenix Suns starting Tuesday night in the Valley of the Sun. And the NBA Finals are set. That's Mark Kessinger on ESPN Radio. Game one of the 2021 Finals tomorrow. And coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern. You got the Bucks. You got the Suns. And the only player on either team with finals experience, Jay Crowder. Played six games last year with the Heat, and that's it. No one has a ring. So someone, or a whole team, is going to get rings for the first time. Will it be Chris Paul? Will it be Giannis Antetokounmpo? Find out. Every NBA Finals game can be heard right here on ESPN Radio. To the diamond, Shohei Otani. He's become the first all-star selection as not just a pitcher, but also a position player. So he's one of six players all time with 30 home runs and 10 stolen bases prior to All-Star break. He was voted in as a pitcher. Tremendous. That he is on both sides, the first player to do it, and that is one of the stars. Unfortunately, he plays in Anaheim. Joey Chestnut wins Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. That is not a surprise. Chestnut won his 14th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on Sunday. That is July 4th. Every year we have it here at Coney Island in Brooklyn. His 76 total hot dogs eaten beat the previous world record of 75. Guess who held that record? Joey Chestnut. He gets it done. Sports Center brought to you by Goodyear. Goodyear knows from here on out every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to get through the playoffs, takes everything to capture a title. Goodyear, more driven. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com.
Oh, the philosophy conversation, Monica. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's about philosophy. It's about the people. It's about <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and the I fact that, as sports. you heard Jen talk about, he's, he's had his way. He could have opted out. He, all these different things that are happening. Camps um, opening up in 22 days for the entire league, 16 days for the Cowboys and the Steelers. And uh, what is it? 19 days for Tampa Bay. And the Packers still don't know, or at least they, they know, but they don't want to know the situation. Mark Murphy, as we told you, the, the uh, CEO of the Packers, he does a monthly column that he writes on the Packers website. And last month he decided to, in a very innocuous question that was asked of him, turn it into an Aaron Rodgers uh, reaction where he said that Rodgers was dividing the fan base. Now, this month, they did not mention him at all in the column, and that's a good thing. And I'm just curious, Monica, what a fan base should feel about the Aaron Rodgers situation right now. Because camps are on the verge of opening. Their situation is one where they could – they were a team in the NFC Championship game last year. And as I mentioned, how are you supposed to feel? You lost to Tampa. Tampa wins the Super Bowl. That could have been you. You know, that whole, that could have been us. Could have been us. Oh, wait, but you sorry, you didn't run it in, or you know you you didn't get the chance to have a fourth down. We decided to kick instead. So your money don't make no money. Exactly. Sorry. So with, no, no, it's true. And with that in mind, how are you supposed to feel as a Packers fan? Or I I will tell you how I feel, but I just want to know what you think first because what I'm about to do is I'm going to go off. <laughs> how are you supposed to feel as a Packers fan about this situation as camp is closing in? In a couple of weeks. Are you sure you want my answer? Because I'll be your guardrail. I'll bring you back if you need to just get it off your chest first. Okay. I'm mad at everybody. (laughs) Can I say it? No. I am mad at everybody in this situation. There is no right or wrong here. Everybody's wrong. Because you're wrong if you're Aaron Rodgers. You're wrong if you're the Packers for how you fat-handed this whole thing from the very beginning. Where you messed it up. Where you knew you had a problem with him from the get. This is not something that just happened after the season ended. This happened years ago. This was brewing, and you kept, that's fine, that's fine. He was being spiteful. When he won the MVP, he didn't win that for you. He won that for him. He won that to prove to you, you drafted my successor, guess what? I'm still here. And then, of course, he's going to walk away. This is, what was the movie where she lights the flame, throws it in the air, and the Mercedes just burns my on girl, the- My girl, I can see your face. Oh, man, yes. I know you're talking about, God, I'm, I'm waiting to exhale. Waiting to exhale. There it is. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Just throws it, and it's just the thing is flaming as she's walking away. That's Aaron Rodgers and the flaming car, the flaming Mercedes. That's the Packers organization, and that's what that was about. That was not about I love the Packers and I'm trying to win as a Packer. No, I'm trying to win to show you you screwed up, and you keep screwing up. And now the relationship looks like it's beyond repair. So if I'm a fan, I'm mad at everybody. How are you as a Packers fan saying, I'm buying tickets, I'm going to every game? How? If he's not there, how? I'm supporting the guys that are there. Good for you. But you're also supporting the guys that are in charge. This has to be – you're at a point now, mm-hmm. to me, of there should be mutiny. Mutiny. Because this is no – how do you run an organization like this? Shout out to the production team for the music. Uh, I, I, why am I – wait, wait. Why am I wrong? How about that? Tell me why I'm wrong that you shouldn't be mad at everybody. There is no good guy in this whole situation. Uh, no one. Because if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're letting down your fan base, and you're hurting your team and your teammates. If I'm the, if I'm the Packers, I'm not trading you. Why? You're under contract. You're under contract. This is your job. Oh, I'm supposed to trade you? 
And then what am I doing? I'm not ready. No, I'm not, because Jordan Love is not ready. He wasn't supposed to be ready because we still had you. But you're not available to me now, and now I've got to figure it out in an offseason where I can't add players? What quarterback am I getting? You're my quarterback. So when people get mad and say, we stink, well, yeah, we stink because the MVP ain't playing for us right now. This doesn't make sense on any level for anyone. So, again, please tell me why I'm wrong. There was a small part of me that thought you were going to say, no, you go first, please, because I'm going to go. And you just took that thing and you ran You said you were going to be my guardrail. I know. <laughs> and I just went off like Thelma and Louise. You went, I, I was not ready to be the guardrail. There was so much intensity there. Listen, I, I don't think that you're wrong, but you got to decide. And this is less prevalent in football compared to basketball where people are fans of their teams and not individuals. Okay? Way more in football than any other sport. Way, right, right. Yeah, agree. So I don't – I think that two things can be true, and you can still put on your cheese head and say the organization fumbled it, but this is my team, and I will give the organization – again, some organizations have more clout than others. I will give them some credit that even if Rodgers forces his hand – we're going to figure this thing out. This might be an ugly year, flat out. Well, but- you have to. You don't have a choice to figure it out. Well, yeah, but, but if I'm a again, this isn't about what the team should do. Uh, if I'm the t- if I'm you're just an angry if fan. If I'm the team, well, that's I'm going. This is a fan thing because if I'm the team, yeah, I'm going. Well, I'm not trading you because you're supposed to be our starting quarterback. So while QB one is not here, we have to play QB two. You're not here. You have a you, he's got an injury too. It's an emotional injury. Would you okay? cut it out? With he's emotional he's emotionally injury. injured right now. He doesn't want to play. So that's so you're on emotional IR right now. We can't play. But I have my QB two, and he's not ready. But we have to play him. I'm not trading you to make this you is happy your fault, because your job is to play for us. But to your point, and, and your if we rant, stink, it's your fault, not my fault. No, I don't. No, if we stink, it's your fault because how how have you had an MVP caliber guy, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, easily, and there is no relationship to this point. You let it deteriorate. Yes, and that's why everybody's a, everybody's to blame. I don't, but I don't blame Aaron Rodgers personally. How? I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers. How can you not? Because you, I have, this is not new. This didn't just happen. So you don't blame Aaron Rodgers. Now, again, I'm taking it from all different sides. I am going complete schizophrenia here. I am everybody now. I'm I'm every personality that I could possibly be when it comes to this franchise. I could be the team, I could be him, and I could be the fan base. And I'm telling you how all should feel. And all should feel that way. Aaron Rodgers, if I'm in that locker room, you if, are letting me down. Anybody, we were in the but, NFC but Championship on. game last year. We could if, have won a Super Bowl, if, and you should be here. Listen, if anybody to me can be absolved of this, it's Aaron Rodgers before the organization. To me, if you are, if you are all in on your players and what you have given us to this point, and I appreciate your body, the work, and you're the guy that put yourself out there on the field through thick and thin. Because let's not, let's not forget, we're not that far removed from this team struggling and Aaron Rodgers literally carrying them in every concept of the word, right? So to me, again, this is not new. This is not the first time we've we've seen a heavy eye roll or malcontent when it comes to what this team is no doing. No doubt in about it. This has been an issue for if years, you, as And if said. you look around the league, what quarterback has been treated this way? What, fran- what franchise guy that we want to keep and maintain and build around? Treat, treated how? Uh, disregarded in terms of the entire process. Right. That part I'll give you. That part I will give you. With that and that's we're seeing quarterbacks from around the league are doing that, are starting to say like, I want to be involved in the process. I want to be involved in decision making. I mean, Russell yeah, Wilson, but even if they he don't was have the guy to- that did that too. He made a lot of noise about that. But Monica, I feel like there is like 
you can make a case against everybody. You can, and I'm and the telling one, you. And the, the biggest victims in this whole thing are the fans. Well, yeah. Are the Green fans. Bay fans who are incredibly loyal to that franchise. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. they will go and they will put the cheese heads on. Rogers, and they will do all that stuff. But the problem is, the QB1 is not there. He's not there. He and so you're going there. to support this team with a guy who's not there by choice. How are you? How are you saying I side with him? I side. I Play, side with okay, nobody. Then, then this is where I'm at. Players, or excuse me, fans should take their notes from players. And over and over again, we've heard players say they back their guy. Started frothing at the mouth. By the way, you, you got yeah, fired up. Clean up. Wipe your thing. brow a little bit. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Mako with Mako and their magic. Your car's no longer tragic. If life throws you uh ohs, just say better get Mako and head to Mako.com. Get an online estimate today. All right. Well, I had to get that off my chest. Of course, you can too at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. But this show, we need a fresh start. And you know what? So do some other NBA players need a fresh start. And we will discuss that after I discuss this about Indeed. So the reasons to find your next hire with Indeed are starting to add up. Just look at the numbers. Instant Match searches millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates whose resumes fit your job description. They have 135 skills tests that go beyond the resume to help you find the right candidates faster. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all the other job sites combined. So if you want to multiply your, if you want to multiply your employees and subtract the hassles of finding them, Sounds like the Packers. Visit Indeed.com <laughs> slash credit. Hey, it's Greeny and the Milwaukee Bucks are on their way to the NBA Finals. It'll be Bucks and Suns for the NBA Championship. And we'll talk about that and more Monday with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> That's a lot of production going on there. Very expensive. Voiceover, a voiceover guy there probably had to get paid a ton of money for oh that. Oh, my gosh. That was a million dollars. Uh, at least that. a million? Did you... Did, did you invoice that one, Pat, to make sure the voiceover <laughs> guy got paid for that one? Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us in the Goodyear Hotline. It's Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt, in on the show. And so, Monica, as I take a breath from the Green Please. Bay Packers. I, you've just, been real intense this morning. Like, multiple therapeutic necessary sessions. We need a, a pet amazing, animal. I'm coming off a week off, you think I'd be relaxed. and Not even. You like fireworks in here this morning, bro. Like, yeah. That's what it is. Well, because sports pisses me off. <laughs> So, with that in mind, not only do I need a fresh start, but maybe some of these players from the NBA need a fresh start 
players that need to move on. So Dude. we'll call it My Real Rankings, Woo! brought to you by Dell. Upgrade your business during Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event. Get savings up to 50% off and take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor. So these are my top five players who need a fresh start in the NBA. We begin. Number five. This is obvious. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal has been with the Wizards from the beginning, and we have talked about Bradley Beal going somewhere else so often. There's been trade rumors. To his credit, he keeps saying, I want to stay here. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm not that kind of player that just wants to move on and leave a place behind. They had a really good finish their season. He and Russell Westbrook seemed to figure it out, and they were a dangerous team early in the playoffs. But it doesn't mean that I'd much rather see him on a team with a couple of other stars have a chance to win because he's so much fun to watch. This one tugs at my heartstrings. My, I know, I know. You're a DMV my girl. Washington Wizards and and Brad has literally been looking for a new coach, like the whole. Oh gosh, I, oh, do you trust gosh. that organization? Organization to to build a champion, a champion. He's a talent that should be playing for a championship. That's why I put him on this list. Here's the deal, though. I think you got to remember the Wizards season. Thomas Bryant went down, which is a sneaky big deal. I got you. in terms of this team. I love the way that those guys looked down the stretch, and they were one of the teams hammered the hardest by COVID early mm-hmm. on in that season. Are they a contender as constructed right now? Um, there's your answer. Thank you. Moving on. They're not. They're not. They're one of the best ten teams in the East. They're probably. Healthy, they're probably one of the best eight teams in the East. All right, that's great. Number four. But this is number four. (laughs) Donovan Mitchell, the Utah Jazz. I know everybody in Salt Lake City now, you're going to get upset, but it's just a fact. He is such a a tremendous talent. Wow, you're going there. And I am going there. Why? Because he has become box office. He's that good. And there's just something about, you know, the uneasiness there in Salt Lake City with him. Um, They are doing everything they can to make him comfortable but does he look comfortable? I think he loves his teammates. You certainly have a terrific coach there who's done a great job building that team. But all I'm saying is, this guy's box office, and if I'm the NBA, I want him in a bigger market. Um, Number three. Okay, yeah, let's do this. Okay. <laughs> Zion Williamson. Why? Ooh. As I said on first take a couple of weeks ago, New Orleans, you know where this relationship is going. You know where it's going. It's happened before. It's going to happen again. A young star who's there, who says all the right things, but quietly is also saying, yeah, I can't wait to get out of here. When you play for New Orleans, you never unpack. Let's just put it, you never unpack. You, you, you keep the suitcase, you rent, and you know that eventually I'm getting out of here. Chris Paul did it, Anthony Davis did it, Zion's going to do it. Why wait? Get it done now. Number two. Damian Lillard. Now, the Chauncey Billups hire is very interesting because it does feel like for Lillard, he would probably have to put his stamp on that for the organization to do it. It would be dumb if they didn't. So it doesn't feel like he'd be forcing his way out of there. In fact, I've heard nothing to think that he will, despite the fact that people wanted to start reading into things that he was saying at the end of the season about finally moving on. But let's be honest. He's a guy that we all feel like we need to see more of him. And in the Pacific Northwest, we don't get to see enough of him. His team is not nearly good enough to see a lot of him. And there's a guy getting into the later stage of his career. I want to see him play on a contender. I want to see him play where there's a lot of snap, crackle, pop. Because he's one of the biggest stars in this game that you only know because he does commercials. <laughs> Number one. Ben Simmons. He had a mental health issue. I know you don't like this. I don't, you don't like that. 
but his injury was mental health. I think he had a major confidence, a crisis in confidence in the playoffs. But it also kind of revealed a little bit of how the rest of his team feels about him. The way Joel Embiid really does feel about him. And maybe instead of force-feeding this idea that we have to make sure the process proves it worked by keeping at least two pieces of the eight million first-round picks we had, why don't you instead realize that you have Embiid and he is not a good fit with Embiid? Oh, yeah, number one seed. I get it. They had a nice team built around him, and they had some injuries. You lost Danny Green. Seth Curry was injured. Joel Embiid was injured. They could have done more. But Ben Simmons, is he the guy to lead you to a championship, Philly? I say no. And now's the time to sell. And I actually think it'll be best for both of you. All right. Wow. All right, here's my response to all of these. Bradley Beal, no, let him stay. Uh, yeah. This is not a bad Liz Han. I will give you that. It, it is well thought out. But the idea of just selling the house and kicking the can down the road and these franchises continuing to stink, like, that doesn't get it done. continue to stink. It's, it's Again, you, you have to face the reality of some of these players. Zion the most. I didn't put Zion at number one because I feel like Ben Simmons is the most likely uh, to go. But Zion is certainly a bigger conversation to have about his future I, in New Orleans. I think you got to give them a chance to get a coach in place that is going to continue to help him take this next step. You, hey. you, you, you mentioned the injuries for everybody, or for Philly, rather. Remember, New Orleans got hit with injuries, too, down the stretch. Like, they were playing good ball that first half of the season, and then mm. they weren't so much. And Donovan, and now how do you take him out now? New York's newest quarterback might be a mama's boy. Oh, wow. Sorry, Evan.